Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I've pressed record. Yes, you should. Are we jumping in like it's another episode? Yeah, the episode. Okay. All right. I was just going to say, do we just continue off like nothing happened? No, no, we'll keep going, I reckon. Like Back to the Future Part (laughs) 2. No. I I still miss you, man. Yeah, that's good. I like that. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I still miss you, man, too, actually. (laughs) Nice. Nice, we did it. I miss you, I miss you, man, do I miss you, I miss you, man, I miss you, I miss you, man, do I miss you. Well, hello there, everybody. It's your boys, it's me, Lonnie, it's him, Dylan. How you doing, Dylan? I'm alright, I've got a little bit of a swollen ear, but that's alright. I'll get there. How'd you get a swollen ear? I don't know. It's just a little bit sore on the inside, you know. Might have slept funny on it. Hmm, Had earphone in too long from last week, from recording podcasts too long because you take so long. I don't know. Maybe it's your fault. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. (laughs) You're all right. You're all right. As you may have noticed from the title of this episode, we are still in the 80s. Still not quite in the nervous 90s, Dylan, but we're going to get there soon. On this show called I Miss You Man. Now, what's it all about again, Dylan? Remind us. Well, again, again, listen to the first part if you want a thorough, deep explanation. But to sum it all up, it's about you and me. It's about us missing each other and taking each other on a journey each week. It could be about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between, mate. That's right. And we've decided to focus in on the children's... Uh, entertainment magazine D Mag. Yeah. Fun for all ages, I'd argue. Well, we had fun last time, didn't we? As you mentioned, right. we planned a very long journey, um, but it was taking longer than we thought. So we decided last week to just take a break, have a little rest, uh, collect our thoughts, and come back. We've got two D Mags. We've done February 2003. Had a grand old time revisiting sure some did. classics. Um, now we're moving to March 2003. At the time of recording, Dylan, the full 20 years in our past. Isn't that crazy to think? That's madness. Absolute madness. That's crazy. 2003 isn't for that long ago, does it? No, but it's uh, two decades. Yeah. No, I'm Slightly good. unacceptable, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think it should happen. <laughs> uh, some highlights from last week. You might remember the Harry Potter theories, which we trashed. Oh. The, um, the Saddle Club expose, which we had a good look at. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! was having a, was being introduced for the first time, and they isn't that a scoop, didn't they? They knew their stuff. Oh, mate, they were all prepared for the launch of Yu-Gi-Oh! The phenomenon that was Yu-Gi-Oh! They were getting in on the ground floor, weren't they? Sure were. Let's, uh, let's turn our attention now to the mag Dylan. On the front cover, we have The Simpsons with the... Rolling Stones, it seems. Cool. (laughs) 
I, I don't think The Simpsons ever really thrive too much when they have guest stars. What do you reckon? Sometimes, but... Uh, yeah, when they started doing the guest stars as themselves, yeah. Mm. But, like, Danny DeVito as Homer's brother, that's a, that's a good episode, mate. Come on. Oh, yeah, and Dustin Hoffman as the Mr. Bergstrand, whatever he is, the substitute teacher. But, I don't yeah. know. I, I always think Simpsons are better when they're average family, going through average family problems, not... So much, sure. yeah, you know, using space or whatever, but, you know, still. Um, <laughs> we've also got um, Agent Cody Banks making an appearance. Sure shit, dude, don't we? There he is. <laughs> Frankie Munez. Um, hasn't had the greatest life, apparently, since um, the start of his I career, mean, but, you know. Yeah, I think he's refuted some of those. I think it's been blown out of proportion. Oh, really? Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Um yeah. and Beyblades. I'm assuming again, this is one of the, probably what the first time Beyblades are making an appearance yeah. in the Australian media landscape. Probably. Yeah, there he is, Mister Mister Beyblade, right there on the front cover. Isn't I it? I wasn't really aware Beyblades had a whole entertainment complex behind it. To be honest, I thought it was just a little toy. But there you go. Yeah, I knew there was an anime. I didn't watch it though. Really. No. Okay. Like didn't a make a huge impression. School. Oh, Beyblades. They got banned, did they? Really? Yeah, they they get banned at yours? Not that I recall. I think I had some at some stage. I think my nephew has, like, the next generation now, but I don't know. I wasn't particularly into them. How cool, but whatever. I think, I, think, I think some kid tried to, like, mod it and make it, like, real dangerous and put a fish hook on it, and the school was just like, nah, oh, no more of that, thanks. <laughs> and why would you do that, Dylan? Well, to win the, the Beyblade match, I'm guessing. <laughs> What's more dangerous than actual weapons against plastic, Warney? It's <laughs> a good question. Uh, okay, let's move to the editor's letter. Nothing crazy there. Just sort of laying out what's happening. Make, mentioning Beyblades, Bilbies, Whale Sharks. Again, Metabots for some reason. <laughs> They're getting kickbacks for a big Metabot trying to make him a thing. <laughs> um, and just like at the time of recording, Dylan, East is coming up. And they're talking about the Easter Bilby, which I always think is fun. They're pretty cute Bilbies. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. May as well. As cute as rabbits, though? No. No, right? You can't have rabbits up here, but I do think they're cute. Yeah. Yeah. Do a pest. You hate animals anyway. I don't hate it. I love pets. I just don't find okay. anyone interesting here, you know? Love cats. Rabbit, rabbits can be pets, so. They can be, go. but not here. Not in Australia. Not no, in not Queensland. here, unfortunately. Mm. No. Pests. Uh, yeah, they, they bloody pests in Australia. They brought them over and they just took over. I blame us. Yeah, not, not the rabbit's fault. They're just no. living their lives. They like to breed. <laughs> and then it was our inability to coexist with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Contents page, sure, whatever. Um, we're, getting, <laughs> we're getting into it. We'll skip the boring parts. <laughs> Um, but there is the, the right then, which is the letters, letters to the editor. Again, a bit self-serving. Um, I'm going to go this one <laughs> from Danika, age eight. She writes, dear DMAG, you are great. I want to read you every day. You have a lot of inf interesting information. I especially like the Harry Potter information. The people who don't read you are unlucky in capitals. Ooh, I like that. She didn't call them stupid. Just take a dig unlucky. at them. Yeah. 
It's not their fault. Yeah, that's true. She pities um, them, if anything. She does. <laughs> You're the best. You're my favorite book. Thanks for everything. How long does it take you to do one whole DMAC? It's an interesting question. I'm, I'm, I like that she's interested you know, in the process, you know? Not bad. Not bad. And they said, thanks, Danica. It takes four people a full month to write to make DMAC. It's hard work, but lots of fun. Pretty cool, hey? That does sound like a lot of fun. A little tight-knit team making a magazine. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds all right. Um, they also say here that the D is for discovery, but we really make it stand for whatever we feel like. Dinosaurs, dragons, DBZ. Oh, nice. That's good. I never knew the discovery bit, but it makes sense with the Australian Geographic. Australian Geographic. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yes, Jemima also talks about how much she loves DMAG and I the Powerpuff Girls. It's, uh, I think you find it's Jamia. Jamia. My, my apologies. Yeah, bad name, though. <laughs> well, not a common one, Come on. though. But she's drawn a little Powerpuff Girls um, cartoon in there. That's awesome. Um, another one, Andrew Lior also says that DMAG is the best in all capitals. Um, and my mum and dad love me reading it because it encourages me to read more. And they said, well, That's your fair. letter is the best too. A love fest going on between the listeners, I mean the readers. And, and, defin- and definitively chosen. Absolutely. The best letter. Absolutely, that one. Um, someone's drawn a little uh, Bart Simpson, which isn't the worst, isn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, aren't they five years old? Come on, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, that's true. Um, again, we've got Amelia Penny here um, writing, and this is the one where it's just like a kid just lists their age and their hobbies. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Your mag is the best. My name is Amelia, and I'm nine. My hobbies are reading, writing, going on the internet, and collecting and playing Harry Potter things. I absolutely love Harry Potter, and my favourite character is Hermione Granger. And they agree, the editor's saying that Hermione is, is our kind of hero. There you go. Yeah, I left the best to last here, Dylan, from Isabel Collins. <laughs> she's she's thinking a bit outside the square here, and she just doesn't love DMAG. She hates other magazines. Oh, right? no. She writes... It's not enough to love one thing, she's got to hate the other things, which which I appreciate as a hater myself. (laughs) I love your mag. I tried K-Zone, Total Girl, and heaps more, but I didn't see them as anything more than paper. (laughs) Oh, that is rough. There's no soul in K-Zone. Not at all. Total Girl. Damn. Then I came across D-Mag. It has cartoons, comps, and real information. Thanks to you, I am now up to date with the latest news about everything. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm pretty sure K-Zone has the exact same things. But anyway, yep. good for her. Yeah, you can, I, mean, I don't think you are getting probably all the information in the world in your monthly magazine, but maybe you are. Maybe you are. All the information you need, anyway. Yeah. Um, and Catherine Pym also mentions here in her letter that she... And her mates have started a DMAG club where they collect and read all your mags. Which I kind of feel like, Dylan, in a way, we are also part of that club. Don't you reckon? Now. Now, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Maybe we'll spin off our podcast. We'll just be doing magazine reviews. 
Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, how how much can we talk about Beyblades and Saddle Club before it gets old, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. The next page, Dylan, here, I want to move quickly past because the main focus is Angela Anaconda, which we went over last week. No good. Just terrible. Talk about soulless. It's a good show. It's funny. <sighs> no, no good. Well, it was um, pretty good, actually, though. It's unique. It wasn't. It's unique. Terrifying. <laughs> you can't deny it's not, it, that it's not neat. You're not unique. Oh, man. Yeah, little little cutouts, heads, you know, and like that. Just disturbing. I mean, yeah. yeah. When you really think about it, it is, yeah. Mm. That was all right, though. I do like the uh, other cartoons here that the kids have drawn in and drawn and sent in. The Lord of the Rings gets a good good go. We kind of forget how big it was. Like, even 10-year-old kids here are loving the movies and drawing their own little um, pictures. Yeah, I wasn't really into it when I was a kid. I only really got into it a bit older. pretty eh? much just before the Hobbit movies, really. So I kind of missed it when it was at its peak. All oh, right. I was into it, but I, I didn't go to this length because I couldn't draw very well. Yeah, me too. It's hard. How do they do it? Yeah, you look at you look at them and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, you've made that out of nothing. Yeah, how do you, how, how's it not a stick figure? <laughs> That's what blows my mind. <laughs> Anything past a stick figure is good for you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, good stuff. The the Legolas here is a bit wonky. Um, I don't know about <laughs> his jawline, but how do you know? It's better than right. what we could do. I like sure. the background, especially the watercolory sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think they nailed. Um, they probably traced that title, but hey, it's a pretty accurate yeah, Lord pretty, of the Rings title. Yeah, there. absolutely. Don't mind that. Let's move on to Potter theories and Potter oh. gossip. Why? So apparently, in the January issue, which we don't have here, we had Feb and March. They asked if we thought Harry was the heir of. Godric Gryffindor. What do you reckon first up, Dylan? Um, I mean, why not? I guess. <laughs> I mean, was it ever confirmed? Well, it turned out he was a descendant, I suppose, because he got he got the the sword out of the Sorting Hat because he was the heir of mm. whatever. I don't know, but couldn't any true Gryffindor person get that because Neville got it as well? I don't know, man. And, no, and yeah, what does it really matter anyway, ultimately? No, I don't know. I haven't read Harry Potter in ages. Yeah. Years even. Yeah. No pictures on him. <laughs> you find that tough. So it's tough read without pictures. They, they do them now. They do illustrated versions. It's not like every, every page. page. Not every page. Mm. The text is still there. And mm. they've got, okay, not, not good enough for you. I... I'll go on to read from Potter's biggest fan, biggest fan, Hermione K. Staniland. Are we, we sure their name is that, mm, What do you reckon? Nah, they think so? I think it's self-appointed. I think it's a lie. <laughs> she says. Her name's like Betty or something. <laughs> Betty or something says, I think that Harry is the heir of Godric Gryffindor because in the first book, red and yellow sparks, Gryffindor colours, shot out of Harry's wand in Ollivander's. Fair enough. Ooh, I don't. I don't remember that. That's that's, that's yeah. a pretty good catch. That's a bit that's better true. evidence than last time. Are those made up from facts about in the sixth book? Old mate Severus Snape's dad's going to come. He's going to be a vampire <laughs> and it's going to make things weird in his head or whatever. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she gives it a right in book two. 
Harry pulls out a sword of the sorting hat that has got Gryffindor written on it. Harry shows sure the does. qualities of a true Gryffindor. Vigilance. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that wouldn't be my first quality. Yeah, I think he's vigilant. Not really. Everything gets oh, past him. On. You always think someone else is the is the baddie until it turns out in the end it's someone else. Hmm. I guess. He's he's got courage yeah. and strength, and of course, Harry's in the Gryffindor house. True. No. no that is true. That's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Broughton is very much against this. She says no. Harry is not the heir of Gryffindor because he has some of Voldemort's powers, and Voldemort is a Slytherin. Well, well, listen, I mean, that's after he was born. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't mean to. This <laughs> is about lineage, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Dumb bitch. <laughs> nah, she's all right. <laughs> she thinks that Ron Weasley is the heir because his whole family is in Gryffindor, and the only part he really has is being Harry's best friend. <laughs> and he is the kind of person who would be the heir of Gryffindor. Okay, a bit self-fulfilling, that what? one. What was I that? Think was that just because he's commenting on his on his lack of role in the story? Yeah, the only pretty... part he really has is being Harry's best friend. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Um, Trent Gray from Queensland represent. He says Oi. that I do think that Harry is the heir of Godric Gryffindor because being put in Gryffindor means that you are brave and full of courage. Yeah, no mention of vigilance here from Trent. <laughs> He's pretty vigilant. I mean, he's mostly vigilant in in like uh, five before Voldemort comes back, which hadn't come out. So I get trepidation. Yeah, but sure. overall, I think he's pretty vigilant. I guess so. Um, Harry shows a lot of that in facing Lord Voldemort all those times, and also it said in one of the books that Harry's Harry Potter's mother's name is Evans. I read that backwards, and it spells spells Snave. Stay with me. <laughs> so, I looked on the internet on Harry Potter, and it says that there is a rumour that in the sixth book you find out that Godric's cousin's name was Snape. So Godric's cousin might have named Lily Potter's middle name the same as his. So Gryffindor might have chosen Harry as his heir. I see no holes. You think he's on the button? That's perfect. That's perfect. Snape. That's who he's talking about. That's Snape. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the hell? Snape. That is some fucking mental gymnastics I know. right there. Do you think Trent has gone on to be on Q&A or something? Like, I think I think It's a Trent bit like that to... old... Um, we watched number 23, the movie. It's all about finding the connections that aren't there. Snape? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Good on him, though. Active imagination. Good on him. He, he did his best. Um, he's age 12. Yeah, he's smarter than us when we were 12, surely. Oh, speaks for yourself. <laughs> Down in Potter Gossip, we talking about uh, the fifth book coming out soon in the 21st whoa, whoa, of whoa, June. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. What about John Tonti Filippini's? Oh, I don't think it was very, okay. We'll go in there. He's got we'll, we'll... He's got hard evidence. <laughs> John says, I think Harry Potter isn't the heir of Godric Gryffindor because Godric wasn't in the mirror of 
erased, I think he means Era Z, and the mirror showed all of Harry's family from generations and generations ago. You think that's fair enough, do you? I mean, it's, it's, it's better than uh, uh, her middle name's Evans, which backwards is Snape, and someone on the internet said <laughs> in the sixth book. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But would Harry have known what Godric Gryffindor looked like to pick him up as a lineup? Ooh. Oh, there would have been portraits around. Sure, yeah, castle, that's true. Surely. And if he was vigilant, he would have noticed, though, which I don't think he is. Well, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Agree to disagree on that one. Okay, you're sure. right. Yeah. Um, okay, as I was saying, in Potter Gossip, uh, we're looking forward to 21st of June 2003 because Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is being released. It's the world's most anticipated book, they say, over one third longer than book four and starts with the following line. The hottest day of the summer so far was drawing to a close and a drowsy silence lay over the large square houses of Privet Drive. Um, yeah, then there's some other things they mentioned. They mentioned, yeah, this is weird. They would just like release a few lines of the book. How weird was that? <laughs> and that, and that just satiates people for a bit. Yeah, later on the words we've been dying to hear. Dumbledore looked, lowered his hands and surveyed Harry through his half-moon glasses. It is time, he said, for me to tell you what I should have told you five years ago, Harry. Please sit down. I am going to tell you everything. Oh, goodness. Wow. Oh, goodness. Wow. He didn't. From memory. <laughs> he left some things out. There wasn't many revelations, no. The fact he was gay didn't come up at all? No, no, never. No. Never came out of the closet canonically, I guess. No, no. Um, yeah, it, it's a shame what's happened to J.K. Rowling, isn't it? I, I don't really want to get into it because it's, it's just... It's own fault. Yeah, I'll, yeah, totally. But it does, as, as much as we try to not look at that when we look at Harry Potter because we had such good memories as a kid, you can't really not look at it. It's hard to put it to one it's side. It's a shame her. she's tainted her own legacy. Yeah, I absolutely. Guess. And also, like... I don't know. There is possibly a way you could have those really horrible views without making it your like whole thing. But she hasn't, you know, like No. Yeah. It's like a whole identity now. Pretty it's much. Not everyone knows yeah. her for more than Harry Potter nearly. Yeah, I'm not saying that you could be a quiet bigot and that's okay. But she If you're gonna be a bigot. Yeah. Like if you have to, <laughs> be quiet. Which right? we don't want you to be at all. But you you know what I mean, no. like she yeah. she's Almost, it seems like it's her whole job now is to just go on Twitter and, and cause trouble and yeah, there's no remorse. Yeah, it's really terrible. And I feel so sorry, um, especially for the the trans people who grew up loving her books and now, literally, she's against them. She's campaigning against them. It's terrible, isn't it? I know it's awful. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like I haven't bought that game. I probably was never going to buy the game, but like, there's no chance I was ever. I would now. And, like, it makes me feel a bit weird doing this sort of stuff. And we've had ideas of Harry Potter episodes, but we just never feel comfortable really mm. doing them, you know? It's weird. Bad. Yeah, it's an odd one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's Harry Potter done for the for the week. <laughs> for the magazine. <laughs> <Rest of> you, <year>, probably. <laughs> um, oh, Dylan, let's, let's pretend for one second that we could jump in a time machine. First of all, what sort of time machine are you going for? Look, 
you want to say the DeLorean. Absolutely. But it's a bit, a bit impractical. You have, to, you have to get pretty fast before you're going anywhere. <laughs> I guess that's and who true. knows where you're going to end up in the past? <laughs> Smack bang into a tree. Yeah. Martin Fly was a very lucky man. <laughs> he came this close, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I nearly say, nearly say the train, right? The flying train at the end of Back to the Future 3. That was a pretty good train. Doc Brown nailed it, really, I think, at that point. You're not going Bill and Ted in the in the phone booth or Doctor Who's TARDIS or anything? Probably the TARDIS more than the phone booth. phone booth's a bit cramped, isn't it? It's a bit cramped. TARDIS, I mean, as long as someone good is actually operating, the Doctor can't ever get it right, can he? Well, fair point. Yeah. Okay, let's get into your time machine of choice and go to March 2003, because what's going on, Dylan? I'm going to take you through various events that are happening, okay? We've got <laughs> okay. Clean Up Australia Day on the 3rd. You sure? You ever done that? You ever been cleaning up Australia on that day? Uh, forced to at school, yeah. <laughs> I support it, but, you know. You should do it because you want to. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah, punishment, yeah, is tough. Um, we can go to Dreamworld and meet Bilby Man, Frank Manthe. Um, he's got a story apparently coming man. up. <laughs> oh, he's no. the Bilby Man, Dylan. I don't know what else to say to you. I don't, I don't know what that is, but we'll find out. Um, you can catch the TV movie premiere of Sabrina, Friends Forever on the Disney Channel on the 8th. So this would have been the animated series, I guess, if it's on Disney. I'm I guess sure. so. Are we, are we yeah. thinking it's you Sabrina as in The Witch? Or something else. Yeah, it's Sabrina. Yeah, it's yeah. Sabrina the Witch. Okay. Yeah. But she had an animated series. I'm pretty sure it was on mm, okay. Saturday Disney. Makes sense. At some point. Um, you catch the magic of the Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe at the theatre in Adelaide. I mean, and see the website for more. Well, um, I could do that. We could uh, go see Little Bow Wow and give him a birthday present. It's not. It's not, hold on, hold on. It's not Little Bow Wow. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow. Lil Bow Wow, sorry. Lil Bow Wow. Come on. Um, just go to the water for Sea Week <laughs> until the 16th. <laughs> uh, which the Mad Robots battle it out in the grand final in the sixth series of Robot Wars. That show was always pumped up, wasn't it? Robot Wars. And then you watched it and it was bad. It was never really interesting. Yeah, it's just like hunks of fucking metal just running into each other to one flips over. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know how they managed to get six seasons out of that, but they did at least. The only time it's exciting is when, if somehow one of them had like a big saw blade and cut <laughs> yeah. the other one in half. That was good. That's what everyone looked forward to. <laughs> um, they're talking about St. Patrick's Day being on the 17th, as always. Um, but also, if you're in Canberra, you get a public holiday for Canberra Day. That's nice for Canberra to do that for you. We don't get one. Yeah, we, we, we have a day or we don't have a, get a holiday for it. That is rough, actually. Yeah, exactly. Now you yeah. yeah, no good. What the hell? Um, on the 22nd, we can go visit Reese Witherspoon, give her uh, also a happy birthday present because she turns 27. Um, the Norman Lindsay Festival of Literature, we could invite her to. It's being held in the Blue Mountains. And then it's Bandage Bear Day at the Children's Hospital in Westmead, Sydney on the 28th as well. 
wonder if it's still happening 20 years later. Bandage Band, eh? I mean, I haven't heard about it for a, a good long while. Oh, me either. Now let's move on to The Simpsons, my friend. Yeah, yeah. The Simpsons. Alright. Theme song. Now, they say here that it's our favourite cartoon. It's just broken a new record. It's the longest running animated series in history. So we thought it was prime time to take in some trivia. We'll test you on it later. Not. I don't really know where the answers are. <laughs> but we can try it, I suppose. It's no. It's not a trivia. It's not a quiz. Oh. You're saying they're not going to test us. It's just facts. Oh, it's just facts. They said not. We'll test you on it later. Not. As in we won't test you. Then why is it thrown Here's like trivia a... trivia to enjoy. Okay. All right. Do you want to go through it? <laughs> sure, I guess. I'll, we'll pick out the good ones. Sure. Um, okay. Started off on the Tracy Ullman show, which we're probably aware of. Oh, everyone knows. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Started off on the 10th of February, 1991. There you go. In Australia, that is. It's been going since 89 in the US. We got a couple of years late. Okay. Yeah, that weird? Um, won 18 Emmys. Why we didn't... Sorry, Gunn. I was just saying that might explain why we didn't really see much of the early seasons on reruns mm. on TV or anything. Yeah, absolutely. We Especially that... that first season. I don't. I watched that like a little while ago on Disney Plus, and I do not remember any of those episodes from the first season. Yeah, I think I, I watched it fairly recently. Too. I think I watched it in lockdown at one stage. I was like just going back to Simpsons, I guess for comfort. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the saying that first season was all new to me, pretty much. Mm. I rem- actually I remember the Santa's Little Helper one. I think that was on, but everything else, not. Yeah, I think some of it I'd seen like references or like you know a clip here or there in various places, but not fully through. So that was good. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, the other fact here about Bart being voiced by Nancy Cartwright. I remember that being quite strange. Like it's actually a woman here, but when you find out the first time, you're like, wow, it's the- it's not just a little boy <laughs> doing the voice. Yeah, <laughs> for for twenty years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they mentioned that Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, two old dudes from a band called the Rolling Stones, <laughs> <laughs> will appear in the fourteenth season. That's cool. Uh-huh. Also, um, skateboarding legend Tony Hawk and rock band Blink One Eighty Two will be there in the three hundredth episode. Yeah, that's a good. That's a decent episode. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Barco's lived on his own. That's so right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Um what I love here it's in the Marge corner. Or no? <laughs> it must it's large Marge. That's the episode where Marge gets a boob job, is that what we're thinking it is? <laughs> Possibly. Why is it in here? I don't know, it's a bit cheeky, isn't it, for a kids magazine? <laughs> I mean it is censored. It's got a big sensor on it, but you know yeah. what's happening. Well, we're seeing her back too, but we're seeing the reaction to seeing her. Her, her breasts in an episode called Large Marge, and it does say, Oi, this is a kid's show. But it's like that. What's like wrong? Our... We mentioned that once about I like, used to have an adult episode, and like that advertised on Channel 10 being like, Oh, it's on After Dark. We couldn't play this in the yeah. 9 30 or whatever it was. 
It was yeah, and it wasn't that bad. I mean, it, it made it feel like there was bloody sex scenes in it. But no. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I like yeah. how in that picture, like Smithers is the only one like covering his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Even Sideshow Bob's there. <laughs> Why not get to look in? He's out sure. of prison for some reason. Um. There you go. It's, still, it's funny to think Simpsons were like an old show back then, and it's Eve still going now. How bizarre. Yeah. You watch any of the new stuff? No. Not me either. I think I, I, th- I think the three hundredth episode is probably the newest one I've actually watched. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've watched this guy on YouTube called he's called the Real Jims. He does like Simpsons um, histories and mysteries and sort of deep dives. Quite yeah, quite good. Yeah. It's funny, but also like critical um, analysis. Um, and he sometimes mentions stuff from the more recent seasons. I'm like, wow, this is it's like a whole different show several times. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's The Simpsons, Dylan. But on the streets, we're talking about video hits. And I, I have to um, make an announcement. I was wrong. It wasn't Agent Cody Banks on the front cover. It was Mr. Big Fat Liar. Oh, that that poster, that's like embedded in the brain, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got Frankie on one side, Amanda Bynes on the other side, and Paul Giamatti in blue in the middle, tied to a chair. <laughs> Yeah, look at them by cheekily gleeful. Oh, yeah. Bozzy and Muniz. Like, look, yep. look what we did to Big Paul Avery. Painted him blue, <laughs> tied him up. Look at us. Taking the world by storm. I think I've only seen that movie once, maybe, or maybe in part of it at school or something. It wasn't too bad from memory. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen it. I remember, I remember seeing this poster a lot. A lot. Yeah, poster memory rather than actual memory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Also mentioning that Lilo and Stitch is on video. I never seen Lilo and Stitch. I'd probably like really? it. Really? No, mate, it's great. One of the best ones. All right, and the I've got Disney animated catalog. You like that? You're a Disney fiend. You've seen a fair bit of it, haven't you? What? <laughs> okay. Speaking right, too strong. <laughs> no, I'm a fiend. I'm a freaking fiend for Disney. Why not? Uh, what's interesting is they've got a Crocodile's Revenge here. It's a a video of the Crocodile Hunter series, Steve Irwin. Um, and they, they give Lilo and Stitch and Big Fat Liar five stars. For some reason, Steve only gets four. <laughs> for, for some reason. For some reason. Well, I mean, if those two get five, why not this one? You know? Look, Lilo and Stitch deserves five. I, I can't comment on Big Fat Liar. That might be a fucking masterpiece waiting in the wings for me. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, you think a show about a guy the... just capturing... Crocodiles probably isn't up same quality. Is this is this the show or is it the fucking stupid movie he did? I think it's the show. It's the Doco series. Oh well, yeah, that's rude. That should be five stars. <laughs> On the next page, we've got more spy gear stuff, Dylan. Um, we, we saw advertised last time. Pretty interesting. All the spies out there. Um, on the street, so a few new shows that are on like TV and with some reviews. Um. Rough. Stuart Little 2 gets three stars. I don't remember two. I think I've only seen the first one. Yeah, I don't remember two either. Ages ago. Um, There'll be a new one surely at some point. They'll be rebooting that shit. Probably not. He's always a bit creepy, isn't he? You don't like him. Come on. I think Snake quite likes him. Um, also getting three stars are Daredevil vs. Superman. Oh, Sp- Spider-Man. Oh, whoa. <laughs> 
Look, that's a whitewash, let's be honest. Yeah, he's like getting very far, is he? Like Matthew. <laughs> I mean, no one would, to be fair. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Now, it's about Spider-Man. Um, has Spidey made his match? Will he retain his title as the greatest superhero of them all? Does he have that title? <laughs> Definitely not. He's pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but... I thought the whole point is that he's a bit of a loser. A bit related. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, will he retain his title um, with the mysterious Daredevil on the scene? By day, Matt Murdock is a lawyer. At night, he is Daredevil, a shadowy vigilante. One yeah. of our faves on Daredevil. And another show here, Dylan, which we mentioned off pod not too long ago, Ace <laughs> sure Lightning. Oh, wow. Goodness. What a bloody fever dream that is, right? Yeah. It's, it's weird back in those days when these shows would be on ABC Kids because you only see what they ever played. You would never watch yeah. it from 1 to 100 or whatever it was because, like, you can now on streaming services. So you're watching episode 3 and episode 20. Then a week later, you're watching all of a sudden it's episode 60 and you, like, just try to follow along. So weird. <laughs> what was the... It was like... A video game come to life, right? That's, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah, it's like in the middle of like a fucking shitty carnival. carnival. Yeah. Like the Gatton Show or something. That's what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and there's one kid makes friends with the hero, but they've he's got to try and help get him back in Ace there Lightning. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Good on him. I wonder if it's true. We'll probably find it someday. Watch an episode. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I remember liking it. Yeah, me too. Now, that's kind of the boy page. Over on the other page, we've got some girl stuff. We've got Saddle Club. Um, Sounds like a very um, interesting episode. The girls are kept busy in the main event with, with, a, with a mystery that needs solving. Why is Red giving up writing? Plus, there's a big wedding to organise, and Veronica seems determined to create as much mischief as possible. Classic Veronica. If I know her. Classic. Classic. Mischief you can't stop her causing mischief. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Three stars, though. Only three stars, yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's fair enough that Steve Helen gets four if he can't even get more than three. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sailor Moon is also there. And um, FLCL, Fully Cooly. Got no idea. No concept. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Never heard of that. But there is another show mentioned here, which they, or another movie the March movie, which was mentioned last week in our February episode, uh, Tuck Everlasting. Now, it looks like we've got Rory Gilmore. Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing? Don't like Gilmore Girls? Mum loves Gilmore Girls. Yeah, same here. My mum too. Well, I think it's good. I never watched a great deal okay, of it. I liked, to watch it but... What I watched, I liked. Yeah. There's a podcast called Gilmore Guys where guys go watch it and talk about it. Good stuff. <laughs> Tuck Everlasting is about Winnie Foster. He gets lost in the woods near her home and stumbles across a family unlike any other. One that can live forever. The Tuck family. They, they're around forever and they have Tuck as their name. Yeah, change it. Change right. it. I mean, it's a good fit. It's a fair enough name, but I just feel like... No. I think it's a bad name, actually. <laughs> Tricky, you'd pick something else. Pick something as evocative of living for a long time, I reckon. Anyway. The Tuck family has found a magical spring containing water that gives them everlasting life. But what will the Tucks do now Winnie 
has discovered their secret. Will she stay with her family? Will she stay with her beloved Jessie Tuck or return to her family? Jessie Tuck. That's, oh, that's, I hate that. Not into that? That's probably the worst name in history, actually. Jessie Jessie Tuck. Tuck. Oh, my God. That sounds gross. (laughs) So we've got a Lilo and Stitch word find, which my person here hasn't done. And then we've also got a competition or a prize pack for Stuart Little 2. You get the movie on DVD, you get a mouse pad. Yeah. Right? It's funny. A little back, uh, backpack, textures, um, little stationery kit. Pretty fun. But what you have to do to win is design us a mouse house for Stuart and send it through to their address. Pretty fun. Yeah, I've got an expose here on Beyblades. Did I send that to you? No, I don't think so. Not interesting, is it? (laughs) For those of you who don't know the concept of the TV show, I'm going to give it to you now. Oh, goodness. The TV series begins with Tyson, an average 12-year-old who has a passion for Beyblading. He's perfected his battle technique and thinks no one can beat him. Do you reckon he's got a knife on his? (laughs) He's going to get banned by school. <laughs> After fighting a cocky kid named Carlos, he almost loses to Kai. Luckily for Tyson, the power of his bit is <laughs> revealed. Whoa. Hello. Um, what is the bit, Dylan? I have no idea. I do not remember. I'm looking to see if um, there's any... Oh, no, okay. Each Beyblade has its own special characteristic or bit chip. Okay. That the, sounds like that sounds like a show exclusive thing. Yeah, it says here the bit holds special mystical powers that come from beasts such as dragons, bears, and monkeys. Okay. There you go. Okay, it definitely sounds like a, a show exclusive Right-o. thing. Righto. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the power of his bit is revealed at the crucial moment. He has a hidden spirit called Dragoon. Nice. With Dragoon's help, he defeats Kai and his bit. Granza. <laughs> after the magic, after the match, Tyson becomes friends with Kai, and they form their own team, the Blade Breakers. Soon, they recruit Max and Ray, and they travel the world competing in tournaments. Boys trip. All right. Sounds like <laughs> is that what it says? No, it has me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna say good on him. That sounds a bit like a. A Digimon sort of thing or a Pokemon sort of competing in Kaimon and in contest. It's pretty cool. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Well, the hottest new um, product to hit the playground, Dylan. So not for long at your school. So they get <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you love yourself some uh, Lilo and Stitch, as you said. Yeah. Yep. There's a question here for you then. Okay. Is your pet really an alien? I think it's just a dog, actually. Yeah. Well, I've got some questions here for you, Dylan. Now, I want you to count how many yes points you get, okay? Because a, okay. Right. a yes is a one point, all right? Right, okay. Does your pet watch TV? I guess. He's, he's with me when we watch TV. Yeah, okay. 
might poke his head up when he sees something interesting. Does your pet read your mind? I don't think so. I cannot verify, though. <laughs> Based on the evidence? No. Okay. From, yeah. what, from what I know, my personal knowledge mm -hmm. of the situation, I'm going to say no. Maybe half point. Could you imagine if dogs could read our minds and we just never know about it because we can't communicate with them? And they just haven't told us, yeah. How could they? Exactly. Does your pet try and stop you gathering intelligence? Do you want some, want some context? They've got a bit of context here. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> what do we mean by gathering intelligence? We mean reading the newspaper, watching the news on TV, basically keeping up to date with the outside world. Cats that are aliens will sit on the newspaper just where you're reading it. You see that I want you to read about those possible alien sightings. No? No, I don't think he cares, really. No, you leave me no life. I don't think so. Okay, well, does your pet howl when it hears an ambulance siren? No. No, it doesn't care? It's pretty no, chill, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, does your pet speak? No. Hmm. Does your pet have its own website? Not yet. Not yet. All right. So are we in the category of four to six, two to three, or what? Or zero to one? Zero to one. Zero to one. Sorry, your pet What's is just mean? a plain old pet. Oh no! But that's a good thing, right? I mean, you don't have to worry about it beaming off into space or taking over the world, do you? Well, that's... there's comfort in that. <laughs> there is comfort in that. Right. There you go. Little Lido and Stitch stuff. Oh my goodness, Dylan! We've got some big fat lies. Big fat lies, inspired by a big fat liar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, got a couple here. So, got ten of them. Any good ones? Any interesting ones? Well, the first one is not one I would have thought was going to end up in uh, DMAG, but it is about Discovery, this magazine. It's about Hitler. Okay. <laughs> in 1983, newspapers reported that Hitler's personal diaries had been found, but it was soon found to be ho a hoax. A big fat liar called Conrad, <laughs> Conrad Kujai had spent three years forging the diaries in order to make a fortune. He was found and locked up in prison for four years, for four years, not just four years, but for four years in particular. When he was released from jail, he opened a gallery of forgeries in Germany. <laughs> He's just doubling down. Oh, no. <laughs> Conrad. I like that. No lessons learned. No, no. reformation in jail. Uh-huh. Um, we also mentioned the Trojan horse from that war oh that's a that's the big fat line that is in history it's right? a good it's a good one isn't it Classic. um this old mate he forged a some shakespeare stuff <laughs> this is pretty funny actually samuel island was a big fat liar from the 18th century impressed after a visit to stratford upon avon he faked a shakespearean letter as a present for his dad he did a rather good job so decided to forge lots of other letters and poems supposedly by Shakespeare. But then he went too far and staged a Shakespearean play. It was terrible. And Samuel Island was exposed as a fraud. The only person who believed him until the end was his dad. 
So did his dad just not find out about any of the other ones? It was just like, oh, all those are fake, but mine's real, right, son? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Dad. Oh, my God. That was Willie. Did he just go to the... Big Willie. Did he just go to the play and thought it was great because it was his son? <laughs> oh. Um, story here about 1930s, different millionaires, five different millionaires um, America, from America buying the Mona Lisa. <laughs> didn't actually um oh yeah there's the old spaghetti harvest thing which you probably know about what happened tv can be even more powerful than newspapers on april 1st which is a bit of a sign that it's going to be something cheeky (laughs) a a serious april 1st 1957 a serious news program fooled british viewers with a story about a spaghetti harvest in switzerland they showed pictures of trees dangling with fresh spaghetti being patiently harvested by a Swiss family. Millions of t- TV viewers completely believed what they saw. April Fool. I think I've seen... That's, is that from the 50s? That's a good prank. That's real good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's the time when you're trusting everything you see on yeah, TV. Yeah, you just... Yeah. yeah. It's on TV, it's on the news, the person said it, I believe it. But, mm. you know... It's not too dissimilar things now, I suppose, but even then, the concept of being lied to was probably new by the news, by by a new, real new service, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also mentioned the old H.G. Wells doing his War of the Worlds um, radio play, which got people... There are some stories about that being maybe a bit overblown, people believing it, but it was believed by some people, supposedly. But there you go. Some big fat lies. Big fat lies. Big fat lies. But here are some big fat singles and albums, Dylan. We've got some classics <laughs> here. Um, Selwyn. Remember Selwyn? <laughs> no. The pop R&B star. He's going to be ambassador for National Youth Week. You don't recall Selwyn. Interesting. <laughs> do you? I do not. I also don't know Darius. He's from Glasgow, apparently. Um, oh. Ricky and Daz featuring Glenn, Clam- Glenn Campbell, Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> Weird. Jay Z and Delta Goodrum, I know of for sure. Hello, there we go. Boss Without You is Delta's um, single here. Oh, good on up. Um, Amika, no idea. Solange, yup, she's Beyonce's 14 year old little sister. Hmm. And Mel C. Obviously didn't have the same talent. No, she's been around though, hasn't she? But there's only one Beyonce. Is she? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, too beautiful to dance to. This is about Emmanuel Carella, his debut single, Too Beautiful. It's been an overnight hit. Yeah, I might have one night because I have no memory of this man. <laughs> well, so I'm sorry to this man, no. but I don't know him. No. Also don't know Big Brothers and Sisters. All right. Is that a band or a song? Big Brothers is a is a rap group, it seems. R and B group. Right. Okay. Not sure on that, but I do like this Daredevil versus Spider Man word find. Ooh. Which Any person, fun words in there? I can find them, but the people here weren't too interested in them. Bit rude. Is Kingpin one of the words? Has to be, right? Now we've got action, arachnid, battle, daredevil, evil, good, hero, mutation, Peter Parker, power, Spider-Man, strength, villain, and web. Rough. Mm. Very rough. Do you remember we get these in class as a kid? Even then I was like, this isn't really teach me anything. I think that's just when the teachers were over it and yeah. wanted to have a... An easy lesson. Friday afternoon honest. sort of stuff, yeah. 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 The kids yeah. don't really know that. They're or just, just like... before term finishes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Classic stuff. They didn't really care if you did it or not, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we've got some more space capades, which are like cartoons, which we don't like. Um, <laughs> anime power. These are about the the mystery powers that our anime heroes use Dylan. Did you like that? You love yourself some anime, don't you? Sure do. Yeah, yeah. So we've we got, got nearly every anime cartoon hero uses a mysterious force to power up and emerge victorious in their battles with the enemy. DMAG has yeah. the ultimate guide to anime powers and how they work. What are some of your favourites, Dylan? There's always like yeah, there's always a power system usually mm. in the Shonen animes. Um uh, I mean, I like the Naruto. That's just classic ninjutsu. Yeah, what's he do? He's a ninja. Oh yeah. And so they like use mystical, like kind of ninja spells called ninjutsu. Okay. It's pretty cool. Dragon Ball is easy. It's basically just chi. Yeah, Super like Saiyan stuff. You just like yeah, really think about it, right? Hair yeah. goes yellow. Yeah. Absolutely. Classics. The Metabots have the Metaforce. Cool. Sure they do. Sure they do. The card captors, um, the powers of magic captured in the cloud cards by Sorcerer. <laughs> right. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh has his uh, Millennium stuff. Yeah, Millennium items. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the bit chip from Beyblade, so as we mentioned previously. <laughs> his bit. His bit. He uses his bit to defeat evil, yeah. The Saddle Club Pals page is next, Dylan. <laughs> Saddle Club. Yeah. Um, they're talking to Stevie, who's played by Sophie Bennett. She's the blonde one. Okay. And they ask some questions, but aren't particularly exciting, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, no. But she, they do ask her the big hitting, big, 
hard-hitting questions, they say, do you still have a boyfriend in the second series? She says, yes. In the first series, we kissed in the very last episode. In the second series, we're still going out. Is this Chris? Is this Chris Hemsworth? I don't know if it's Chris Hemsworth, but it could be. I know he's on Saddle Club, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, and they've got their own little letters section here about how much people love the Saddle Club. That's cool. And they're drawing pictures and yeah, sending them in. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, what else do we got? Are we getting to the boring section? This guy does some kayaking, whatever, Will. Poor sight. <laughs> Imagine if our friend Will, and I'm just like, whatever, move past it. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, there's a angry a wild thornberries um cartoon. There you go. Sure, good on them. Um, some bush capades happening. People doing like a climb of mountains and being like little kid scientists. Who cares? <laughs> the Billy Man, Frank Manthe. Okay, Dylan, hold your hold your <laughs> thoughts here. Okay. When Frank Manthe saw his first Bilby, he was love at first sight. It had taken until three in the morning to find one. There it was, at the end of the spotlight, staring at him. Yeah, poor fella. He goes Is that under... the story? No, it's all about how he, he was looking for him. He heard that there were only 600 wild Bilbies left in Australia, so he took it on his mission to make sure that they weren't going extinct. Hmm. Here we go, Dylan. You all love a bloody rabbits, he says. <laughs> We're losing them because of the things we've done. First of all, with our clearing. Second, we introduced rabbits, foxes, and later cats. Last October, a survey found that we'd lost 13.5 million feral... We had... Sorry, we'd got 13.5 million feral cats in the country? Jesus. And that's... Yeah, it's only bilbies that are paying the price. It's other native animals. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, that's why cats are the worst. Nah, come on, mate. Don't hear stories about wild dogs roaming the world. Surely you do. Because people want dogs. I mean, for the sake of the pot, I'm going to move past that comment. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he started the idea of the Easter bilby, which is fun. Should try and get some, hey? Now, I'm going to go on to the weird science Um Section here, Dylan, and and I love it when these old um, magazines or even current magazines put in some wild theories and some wild predictions for the future. Yeah. Under a heading called "Robot Firemen," there's this um this this prediction. So we sure. all know being a fireman is dangerous work. I wouldn't do it, would you? No. No way in the world. No. Which is why. Which is exactly why the University of New South Wales is trying to make robotic firemen. Within five years, they expect to have a robotic firefighter equipped with hoses and heat sensors. The university is always is also working on a robotic spy aircraft to spot fires and track where they move. Do you remember I mean, getting a fire robot fireman in two thousand eight? No, no. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing funding was cut. <laughs> it could have been cut. But I mean, the robotic spy aircraft, that's, that can just be a drone. Drone, right? that, that's all right, yeah. Um, that kind of happened. 
I don't mind the idea of having some robotic fire fighting equipment and things like that because you know they could withstand. Oh, if it's possible, it's a good idea. Obviously, be the preference. Yeah. Mm. Um, Also, got a section, and they've got a picture of Pierce Brosnan. In his in his James Bond gear, he says. I think that's from I think that's from Die Another Day. That one would have been actually. just just recently released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pupils in Spy School it says a school in England is now scanning the eyes of uni- of a of students when they buy from the canteen or borrow a book. The scanning device uses low intensity light to read the retina, which is at the back of the eye. We think. We are the first school in the country to use this. But this is not a James Bond school for spies. This is not science fiction. This is technology that exists, says the school's principal. We're sure the principal now looks at the people's pupils in a whole new light. Now, I've got a few questions for you now, Dylan. Is the first question, why is this happening? There is no reason given why, is there? It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's just for fun. <laughs> it does seem like that, yeah. From how it's written, we can. So Doesn't we seem to have a purpose. No. Mm. Also, um, they don't really, um, they don't mention the school name. That's weird. Makes you think that's not up, maybe. Oh, no. okay. How did hey? They could have. Hey. Yeah. It's interesting. Now you're story. attacking the integrity. Of T Mac, and I don't appreciate that. Well, we've been—they could have mentioned it. I guess it doesn't really matter to a, a kid in Australia, but still, you know. Yeah. Um. And this is a bit of a throwback. Next thing here, Dylan, it's called the Search for Aliens, and it's going on about SETI, which is the organisation, the, the program that looks for uh, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. We mentioned this in our Family Paradox um, episode, didn't we? About if there are so many aliens out there, where the bloody hell are they? Mm-hmm. Remember that, no don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Never forget. They haven't turned up yet, have they, since we did that? That would have been a great time to turn up, wouldn't it? They turn up, kind of us, do, do a podcast with us. We're like, we heard you. Here we are. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Sorry, well, Just opportunity. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, if, if, if they're not going to turn up and they didn't turn up then, they're not turning up. They're yeah, never going to be here. No. Um. Okay. There's a thing about sharks. Whatever. <coughs> Funnel web spy. Oh wait. So I mean, yeah, someone's going to the races in. Um. Louth. <laughs> I never knew Louth was a place. There you go. That's that's where I went today, Dylan. <laughs> um. Funnel web spiders. 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 Um. <laughs> Moving on to the fun section of the science, so gross. One one <laughs> stood out to me, Dylan, here, one heading. Why do some farts stink and others don't? What do you reckon? Well, it's based on what you eat. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the end team asked this question, but the answer is farts are caused by gases made in the large intestine. Bacteria in the intestines ferment undigested food. During the process, gases such as hydrogen sulfide, otherwise known as rotten eggs gas, are made. Some foods are especially ones high in complex carbohydrates, like beans. Beans, beans, musical fruit. Yeah, the classic one uh-huh. makes you more toot. More toot. That's it. Toot. Yeah. Uh, they tend to make more gas because starch easily ferments. 
in the more rotten egg gas, the smellier fart, the smellier your fart is. So there you go. Mind blown. <laughs> um, now we've got a yeah, a little expose in a, in a show called um, The Wild Weather Reporter. So there you go. What am I not really familiar with? <laughs> the weather puzzle, how good. Oh, and there's some more here about the Tuck Everlasting movie. No more. Fuck Tuck. I don't want to hear nothing more about it. <laughs> you don't want to hear any more? Okay. All right. Let's move on from Tuck. We should find that movie and watch it. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> I watched Mark for Disguise for you. I never complained. Wait a little bit. <laughs> but I appreciated the move. You chose to watch it. You told me to. From the podcast. <laughs> but it wasn't in the end. Well, there's a subscriber section. You can, like, sign up. Okay. Oh, here we go, Dylan. The Australian premiere of Sabrina's first animated movie. Turning 13 has a special significance when you're a witch. Sabrina is being sent off to the Witch Academy, but she has a secret fear. Will the school accept her? After all, she is only half witch. Half of her is mortal. And what about making friends? Great fun. Classic stuff. Mm. I wonder if that's what kicked off the animated series, or if the animated series was going for a bit before that. Yeah, no, good, good question. Yeah. Because that happens. Um, we've also got Ace Lightning. It's another mention here on the What's on the Ooh. Box. Um, so is Cheese TV. There you go. Classic. Still going strong. Uh-huh. Um, the Adventures of Jackie Chan cartoon series. That was a good one. That was a fun one. I, I remember that you being remember a thing. That? I don't I don't remember watching yeah. it, but I remember it being a thing. Yeah. And there's a, there's a crossover before Marvel made it so obvious and... Passe, but it was the Jetsons meeting Ooh. the Flintstones. Oh, the classic. classic! I don't understand the logistics of it, but I know it's happened. I'm sure they 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 worked out a way to do it. Um, oh, Elmo's here. He's having a bit of a chat with Dmac. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and here we go, the Hello Friends section, where you send in a picture of you and your pet. Some beautiful stuff. We've got. Haley Lathwell, who's made a nice soft bed for her best friend Molly, who looks like a some sort of terrier. Beautiful. Nice. Isabel Collins' dog, Sandy Girl, and they're having a little nose-touching situation. Beautiful. Um, and Lucinda Mathis has her cute dog, Milo, and they're sort of they're posing for the camera with bows in the hair of the dog. Amazing. Mm. All right. Have you been a big help recently, Dylan? These kids have been. <laughs> Hello. Well, they so got going on. They've, they've got an um, email in about things they've been doing recently that have been helping people. All right. I wonder if some of these things could have used more, more detail or maybe some of them have too much detail. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. So Brianna from New South Wales, she wrote in to say, Dear Big Help. I help some of my friends sort a flight out. I would like to know more about how she sorted it out. Because potentially she <laughs> came in and just John Wick them all. Who knows? Yeah, it is a thing. It doesn't say she put a flight. 
She helped sort it out. She, like she fixed all the problems. And they're never going to fight again. And they're never going to yeah, walk again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The reason for contention has been squashed <laughs> by Brianna from New South Wales. Gotta love her. Um, this one is from Love. No, this is from Jane. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Jane. He said love from Jane. Well, it's love writing in. <laughs> I love Jane from Victoria says, Dear Big Help, two years ago, she's been holding on to the phone, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Dear Big Help, two years ago, I found a baby possum in the park. Its mother had been killed by a dog and it couldn't get back to its tree. We took him now to the RSPCA so we could help he could recover. My family and people in my neighbourhood also helped by taking care of stray cats. That's nice. I don't believe her. You don't believe her? How would she know it's been killed by a dog? Yeah, that's a bit of bit of a um supposition there, isn't it? Yeah. Deduction. And I think I think the two years years ago is a little bit of a a little bit of a adding to the lie. A little bit of a layer. You reckon? She's done that to throw us off. Like, oh, of course, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You probably can't even find any evidence of it now, but it did happen. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely happened. I believe you, love. This one's Jackie from, from South Wales. She is saying, dear big help, there is a elderly elderly lady living nearby. Every Monday afternoon, I get her magazines from the newsagent. And bring them to her. She's not very well, but always gives me biscuits and some lemonade. But I like helping her because she's really nice. Didn't have to qualify, I think, but you know, still nice. <laughs> Mitchell, who's age nine, from Victoria, he said, My auntie has a bad back, so I help pull out the weeds in her garden. That's nice. You're a sucker, Mitchell. Because I bet your auntie does not have a bad day. <laughs> Getting played, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely he is. What about Dion from Queensland, represent? He says, I helped a small elderly lady get the small goods from the top shelf. <laughs> what are small goods? Are they just goods like, for a small person? <laughs> I don't know. The small goods from the top shelf, when I saw she couldn't reach, she said it was my first good deed for 2003. Pretty nice. Now, now listen to you. How is this elderly woman smaller than a 10-year-old? <laughs> that is a good question. Because <laughs> I, I did not believe that either. Yeah. Maybe she was just frail. No, but he mentioned her age, her, her size, didn't he? I mean, he did say she was small. And she's getting small. She goods. must have been very small. Well, he's obscenely tall. I don't know, Dion. They build be. them big in Queensland. Yeah, though we do. Mm-hmm. So these people who've done good deeds, or said they did, they've won a Nickelodeon <laughs> Big Help calendar. Um, to win a cool Big Help prize pack, then write in and tell us what you've done. There you go. I think the sorry. price pack's different to the calendar, but I don't know. <laughs> now, the stuff you always into, Dylan, the games. Boy, am I. 
Rayman oh, Three. I never watched or played any Rayman. Did I miss anything? Really? Uh two is good. I like two a lot. I had that on the N sixty four. Not three. I played one. It's not great. Uh I played like the first couple levels of three. I mean, I didn't think it was as good as two. Went vibing so it. Keep playing. Okay. Yep. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, we've got Zappa, which is a better cricket called Zappa, who has to find his brother who's been held captive by an evil magpie queen. I would have thought the magpie would just eat the cricket, right? You think so? I've uh, never heard of this game, though. No, neither. Mm. Um, there's a Shrek game. Castle at the castle. And they've all got weirdly big heads. Don't know about that. <laughs> that was the early 2000s, mate. Video yeah. games love big heads. Yeah, they they loved it. What was that about? They couldn't get enough of it. Very good. I don't know. Because it's funny, I guess. I guess so. It's kind of funny. And SpongeBob is also there with the game. Sure. What about Sky Raccoon? Raccoon? Uh... I never played much Sly, to be honest. He was born into a family of jewel thieves in which Thievius Raccoonus, an ancient heirloom containing secrets on becoming a crafty crook, was passed down through generations. Pretty sure this is the European title. I think it's actually called Sly Cooper, to be honest. Oh, really? Okay. Thumbs up from the DMAG team. That's cool. The DMAG hit, apparently. They thoroughly enjoyed playing this very addictive game. They did. Thumbs up. Thumbs all the way up. All the way up. Both all of them. All the way up. Um, okay, there's some excerpts from a kid's book there. That's cool. It's good, sir. Um, coming right to the end, there's a Ned and Kelly game. Um, it's a cartoon, and there's a boy called Ned and a girl called Kelly. Right. Still seems in poor taste to me, to be honest. <laughs> no, no matter if you love or hate Ned Kelly. It's an icon. Either way, yeah. And this, they're, they're really um, pushing the Andrew Datto, your dropped book, because it gets another go here. And the <laughs> rad. Some other series, other book series, um, getting a little um, reviews as well. That's pretty good. Artemis Fowl anywhere there? Have we seen Artemis? No. Was this before his time? He was around. He's, the author was in the last one we read, but no Artemis this month. Oh, no good. Um, and then there's some kids written books in, written their own stories in. It's a bit of fun. They get a Dimmix voucher for that. Andrew Dado, he has another whole interview. Jesus. <laughs> it's all that being dumped or whatever his book. Oh. You might like this, Dylan. Um, they ask him, do you have any advice for kids about kissing? Is it weird to ask an adult man about this? <laughs> That's odd. What, what was his answer? Well, his answer caught my attention. He says, no, laughing. Enjoy it. Try and enjoy it. I sat under a table in Mr. Roseman's class at Mount Eliza Primary with Mick Malloy, the star of Cracker Jack, and it was the last day of school in grade six. He sat there with his girlfriend, whoever it was, and was pashing, and he looked over at me, and I just couldn't do it. And he went, come on, mate. It was awful, but it was great. <laughs> I just know it was a hard thing to do. 
So who did he Wait. kiss? Who was he kissing? I think he kissed. I think he kissed his girlfriend, old bud's girlfriend. He yeah. kissed Big Willow's girlfriend. Uh, yeah, I think he's like, have Come a on. go, have a go, mate. <laughs> She's Your up turn. for it. Oh goodness. Um, he sometimes I try to I I send the stories I write to my twin brother. He's a cack. He's the one who told me about kissing. You know, do the mouth so wide, like Mars bars wide or picnic bar wide. And they question him. They say, <laughs> Mars bar wide? He says, or cherry ripe. But he's got some ideas, some great ideas. So I share him the stories. What? I don't know what that was about. The fuck is he talking about? Oh my goodness. <laughs> At the end here too, Andrew Day's a bit of like a TV personality. And he's just acting and stuff. He, they ask him here, after his you know, career switched to being a children's author and kissing advice giver, he says, what has been the highlight of your career? And he says, being a writer is definitely the highlight professionally. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff. Television here in America, but being a writer is the most fulfilling. One day a boy came up to me and he said, you and Andy Griffiths are my favourite writers. And I just went, wow. And walking the Dakota track was a highlight too. Okay. Just throw that in as well, <laughs> I suppose. Oh my goodness. All right, we've got another excerpt from an Emily Rodder book called Rowan of the Bookshop. Never read her, to be honest, but I know the name. All right. Um, what else we got? Oh, there's like a little one vinyl thing to do with Stuart Little. It's a little uh, mystery quiz. Yeah. That's a bit of fun. Um, little mouse boy. Yeah. Some some jokes though, Dylan. At the end, there were not as many as last time on the back cover, inside cover here, really? but some good ones. Um, let's go down the episode, I suppose. Again, let's talk about some fart stuff. Okay. Why do farts smell? This is from what you eat. We learn this. But why do they smell? Not how. Well, that's also why. <laughs> <laughs> the answer here is so deaf people can enjoy them as well. Mm, placivity. Mm. What kind of dog doesn't bark? A hot dog. I don't know. Oh. Because <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. What is yellow and swings from the trees? Bananas? Parzan covered in monkey puke. <laughs> gross. Very gross. Is puke yellow? Yeah. I guess it could be. Yeah. What word is always spelt incorrectly? Weird. In incorrectly. Right. Isn't... Yeah. The downer isn't no it? good. No good. Okay, this one's pretty good. It's. I'll, I'll do oh, both I parts. This one, okay. <laughs> I built out too much already. <laughs> um, customer, I'd like to try that dress on in the window. Shop assistant, I'm sorry, madam. I'm afraid you'll have to use the fitting room like everybody else. It's a joke. So Jake is that she wanted to do it in the window, but actually she's gonna do it back in the change rooms. 
We'd like to thank Mark the Man Irons <laughs> for the theme song. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for sure. And I miss you, man. You don't want to talk anymore about the Mag. You done, are you? You said I miss uh, you, man. You I'll say it back. Once you bloody get amongst it, come on. I've done a quick get amongst it. So thank you very much for being in our journey about DMAG. <laughs> We've done them. We've done them already. We've done um, them all. I think we should do some different magazines at some point, but maybe not for a little while. We'll, 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 we'll put it out there, you know? We've done Empire Film. Like do We've done um, Zoo, Naughtiness. Old gaming magazine might be fun. The gaming one, that could be good. Yeah. An old Nintendo one or a Sega one from the 90s or something. <laughs> Could be good. Yeah, I used to I get love Sega. Xbox magazines back in my day as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, okay. You can do that. That'd be fun. Um, very briefly, Dylan, my Get Amongst It this week is a little documentary series you might have seen advertised on Stan called Dawn of the Dolphins. Dolphs. Your boys. Up the fins, as we say. Yeah. Till last night. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so it's it's about the new NRL team, the Redcliffe Dolphins. Well, they're just the Dolphins. the Dolphins. Thank you. They're from yeah. Redcliffe, though. Um, yeah. It's a behind-the-scenes journey as they um, got their start and all the way up to the, the very beginning of their, of their first real match. Um, pretty cool. Um, exciting to see that sort of thing. And, you know, they didn't have to bring cameras into their um, inner sanctum as they started up. It's... I'm not going to, propaganda might be harsh, too harsh a word here, Dylan, but it's very Ooh. good PR. You know, it's, it's very much like how great we are and you should all well, be impressed were, that we're here. They're pretty great. They're pretty great. They're, pretty they're doing pretty well. They've, they've started off pretty well. Um, but it's, you know, I think it's a bit sanitized, but interesting enough. But still get amongst it, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're into footy, it's, it's, it's a good watch, I reckon. Um. I mean, if you're not, just if you'd be interested in, in this, well, if you if you're just a, a, a curious bystander, maybe three episodes of an hour long is going to be too much for you. Maybe just watch one, but you know. Well, I mean, how often are you going to see a doco about a brand new NRL team being formed? Like? Exactly, it's a it's a great historical artifact, if nothing else. Exactly. Yeah, and they're your boys, aren't they? So, currently, yeah, <laughs> if they they win the grand final, I get a grand. For my twenty dollars. That's that's a good investment. Why not? Why not, right? Exactly. Um, well, thank you very much for being here, Dylan. Thanks you, thank you, listeners, for listening to this long and meandering um, two-part journey into <laughs> the DMAG universe. Um, thank you, Mark the Man, as you said, Dylan. Um, we'll be on the socials, won't we? Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Absolutely. Um, We'll probably post some some DMAG stuff if we get the chance. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? Ooh. We'll see how we go. I'm away next week, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, Dylan, you've been great as always. Thank you very much. You. And I'm going to say, thank you. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.